Hey girls, welcome to the Her Podcast. I am super excited to be back. We are kicking off a brand new topic this month going into the month of April. Our new topic is called Untangle Her. Um, So we are going to be talking about things that may be in the past, maybe middle school, high school, college, or even just in your present life that you have felt so tangled up by the enemy, um, by a job, by anxiety, by relationships, or whatever it may be. Things that have caused you to be tangled up and how how do you get untangled and how do you get out of that? So I'm super excited to kick off this brand new topic for the next couple weeks. And with that being said, we have an amazing um, girl who's going to be sharing her heart and she is going to be a guest speaker today sharing her heart about things that she's walked through. So Nick, hi, how are you? Hello, Holly. I am so good. Thank you so much for having me on here. And hello to all the amazing her ladies that are listening in. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm super excited to hear your heart. We've chatted a little bit over the phone, but and I kind of like watch you through social media. So (laughs) I kind of know a little bit of what I'm getting into, but I'm super excited, just super (laughs) excited just to like hear your heart and put all the pieces together and kind of where you've been and what you're walking into when it comes to like being tangled. So before we start, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from and a little bio. Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Nick Marie. Um, I was born and raised in the very cold state of Wisconsin. So if anyone out there is from the Midwest, you guys know what it's like. But three and a half years ago, I just got this gut instinct to want to move to San Diego. So came on, came out here on vacation, fell in love with it. And I was like, I belong here, like just knew with every ounce of my being um, that I belonged out in San Diego. And so came back not long later and got a job on the spot while I was just on another vacation here. Um, And so went home, sold everything and moved out here. And I think that's really, you know, my story has so much that's attached to it, but my, my true transition and my true unleashing and unlocking and untangling, if you will, really came from actually being here in San Diego and finding Christ. So I grew up only child, um, lived, had a, had a, uh, you know, overall from the outside picture, I had a great life, right? I had two parents that loved me. I had a roof over my head. I, you know, we always had food on the table. We always were able to take vacations. We, you know, we never had financial issues. Um, we never really had anything crazy going on, you know, from the outside picture, right? Everything always seemed really good, but within that behind closed doors is, you know, and I didn't find out until later on, um, kind of in my early high school years, my dad was an alcoholic, um, was diagnosed with bipolar and depression with that. I was also diagnosed with bipolar, um, depression, always experienced a ton of anxiety, So behind closed doors, we lived in a very dysfunctional, dysfunctional, dysfunctional home. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my mom, my mom traveled a lot because she was like, I just, I found out later on for her, it was her escape thinking, okay, well, my husband, you know, he'll never drink around her or he won't be mean or he won't do things. And, and with that, I grew up under a lot of just depression, a lot of, you know, anger, a lot of not seeing true love um, in that way. And so, so many reactions and so many different feelings came up that I spent most of my childhood, um, you know, sex, drugs, alcohol, 
at a very young age, slipping into that, lost my virginity, just seeking love, not having a, a healthy functioning relationship um, with my parents and, and doing that. And so it led to just so many other things, but it led to just rejection. It led to hurt. It led to anger. It led to constantly being pent up. I mean, I was, I was that kid that when I would get frustrated, I would punch walls or kick. I mean, I've kicked holes in like doors and walls before, <laughs> like just straight through. Cause I had so much anger building up and didn't know how to deal with it. Didn't know how to function, you know, and how to properly yeah. release it and properly just even manage it. Right. Because in my family, we just didn't talk. We didn't talk about it. It There was a lot of guilt and shame like and uncomfortability. Things, like, throw things under the rug and just fake it till you make yeah. it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, okay, well, you have depression, so let's medicate you, right? And my, my yeah. mom did the best that she could. She did what she was taught and what she knew how to do, right? And so it would get to the point where it was like, my dad and I, they would literally compare medications. They're like, well, you're same genetics. So he's been on this. This seems to work. Let's try this for you. Oh, this seems to work for her. Let's try this for him. And I'm like, what, how, how does this even make sense to me? Right. And I remember I would have conversations with my mom going, we would be going into the doctor's office, right? And it would just be a usual checkup to get another prescription to make sure I could stay on the meds. And I'd be like, tell him everything's fine. Tell him this. Like I would direct my mom in what answers because I wanted to get in, wanted to get out. I mean, there was no actual therapy that was going on with this. It was just a rotation of getting more medication, right? right. And so it finally got to the point where I was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. I went off all the medication. Um, we did have a tragic accident. My dad, unfortunately, did pass away. Um, with a lot of the oppression. Um, so just the heavy weight, right? The depression that was going on, so much that was happening. He did drink himself to death. Um, he died of cirrhosis of the liver. And and I think that was just one of the, the most traumatic pieces in my life, being 21 years old at the time and, and begging him to get better, begging him to want to stay alive. Um, it really made such an impact on my life. So losing a parent, but just weeks and days before that happening, you know, being there, looking at a parent in my eyes at that young age, thinking this person doesn't love me enough to want to stay alive. This person doesn't love me enough to want to try to get better. This yeah. person just, you know what I mean? Like, I just thought like he, I thought he had control of it. Like I thought he could make that choice and just was choosing not to. Um, and so that just set me again on another trajectory of going into that wild, crazy life, right? Trying to find love, trying to find acceptance, trying to figure out what was good, what was right, what was wrong in every area that was not right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and living a very, I mean, non-Christian life, right? Living a very just out there, not caring what was, what was happening to me, not caring how I treated people, not caring how I treated myself not caring how I just, how I appeared in the world either. Right. It was like, well, if we got, if I got in a fight or if I did something, I would just cut out. Right. I would close off to the world. I, like I was not a good communicator. I didn't know how to communicate my feelings or emotions in any way. Um, and so as you can imagine that literally, like I was tangled up as a hot, hot mess of yeah. just everything that you can imagine. Right. Of so many negative things that have been spoken over my life so many negative agreements that I so many things that I came into agreement with yeah that that was negative and and I think one of the the biggest blessings you know that has brought me to where I am today 
you know, so living that lifestyle, doing that, finally decided to come to San Diego. But what really changed my life was finding, finding God. And, and God was in and out of my life, my entire life, not on a consistent basis. I never had a relationship with him, but what I love is that now that I have such a beautiful relationship with him and have been saved and committed my life to him is that I can look back at all of those times, whether it was good or bad. And I can go, wow, God was actually still there with me. God was still protecting or God turned what it was for good. And that truly is what started a lot of the untangling. Yeah. Like, and I know I'm using that a lot, but you picked no, such a great word to describe. It's so good because we, I think what I'm seeing is like, we kind of have the same like upbringing a little bit, just some similarities. And it's almost like when, especially growing up a certain way or, you know, coming into a home a certain way where the dad's like this, the mom's like this, or things seem normal, you're almost like, numb to the tangleness because Mm -hmm. you don't know a difference so I know for like me looking back like growing up under a you know a roof with five four siblings a a dad who's like very bipolar and abusive a mom's just naive just like that's all you know um and Mm so you're constantly getting tangled in generational curses you're getting tangled in things from the father's side from the mother's side um We're both coming together as a family. And then you're also getting tangled with anxiety in middle school or high school, like things of the world. So it's like you become numb to this rope and you don't even know that they're, that you're supposed to be free or you don't even know what freedom feels like. So I guess for my question, like if you look back, like everything was just tangled and, and no, no life is perfect. No one's born perfect in a perfect family. Like I totally get that. But for you, I guess like Mm -hmm. looking back now being so tangled, what what was the moment or when was the time that like something clicked and you're like Nick that's not healthy like you got to change like if you could go back to the moment where were you what were you doing like obviously meeting God and he reveals all this stuff and grace and forgiveness and stuff but like if you could really go back what got your attention that you were like this is not supposed to be like this like I'm not supposed to be tangled what what was it that kind of like got your attention Um, Ooh, you know, the night that keeps coming to my mind is the, it was kind of, I mean, the first day that I came to, to the church where I'm now at and and the church that has helped guide me, you know, that gave me the opportunity, right. That they, they listen to God and they, they operate in full everything, um, that opened the doors that really, I felt, you know, gave me permission, right? Gave me a place that I felt comfortable enough to, to open up and to feel that. So I got invited to, to what is awakened church where I'm at here in San Diego. Um, and you know, I went for a few months and I knew there was like this draw, there was this pull towards God, towards something. And, and I think that was kind of the start of it, but the night that really wrecked me was March 4th of 2019. And it was one of our freedom nights that, Mm taught us about generational curses, taught us about inner vows, taught us about demonic oppression, taught us about all of the things, the ways that we, you know, act of the world and how that can affect us, how that can affect our freedom, how depression and anxiety aren't always depression and anxiety, the way that the world perceives them, that medication isn't always that fixed. And so I spent a lot of time taking notes and, and I went up for prayer, just not really knowing, right? Not 
knowing what was going to happen, just being like, okay, I'm here. And it's funny because the gentleman that was there said, you know, have you given your life to the Lord? Are you saved? And I was like, I don't think so. But what's <laughs> interesting, but what's interesting is I that love the honesty, you're like, mm, my life, probably not. <laughs> no, but it's funny because a few weeks prior to that, I had answered an altar call for salvation, but I was, I was so blurred and in an emotional state that I didn't, it to me was not true salvation. Yeah. So when I went up that night, so we did, I gave my life to Christ that night and he goes, I still want a female to pray over you. There's obviously some freedom that we want to work out more. And I said, I'm cool with that. So all of a sudden he looks over and the, the woman next to him opens it up, opens up. Right. And it happens to be his wife. So he introduces us and I'm like, okay. And the defining moment where all of a sudden she goes, okay, we're going to go into prayer. Didn't really say much to her. Didn't go in. And she goes, you need to forgive your dad. And that wrecked me because I've spent years dating. I've spent years in, you know, in relationships in and good and bad, right? Yeah. Good moments, bad moments. But I remember a distinctive moment with my ex towards the end of our uh, five and a half year relationship. And he goes, this has nothing to do with me, Nick. This has to do with your dad. And I got so mad at him. I was like, screw you. This is all about you. You're not doing what I want. Yeah, You're yeah. not answering this. You're not. Right. Whatever us women do. Right. How we react. Yeah. It wasn't until this night that I really realized how deeply rooted so much of this was. And that was the first moment that I went in to start forgiving my dad for things that I did and didn't know about. I couldn't speak it up for like, it took us a little bit and yeah. it wrecked me. And so I went back to my seat and sat for like another two hours. Like I started writing things, just writing stuff in my journal, listening to the worship music, playing, talking to a girlfriend, went home, passed out. I mean, just obviously emotionally, spiritually, physically exhausted. Cause I just got wrecked. I'm like, I got saved. I don't even know what just happened to me. The next morning I'm in the shower and I am, I broke down. I mean, crumbled in the shower. Talk about vulnerable, like fully naked, mm -hmm. just, and I couldn't even tell you why I was crying, right? There was no thought, like my heart is breaking because of this boy. My heart is breaking because of this. Like I'm sad because of my friend. Like I just, every emotion that had been pent up, that was so much anger and frustration just came pouring, like sought, like ugly cry like if my roommate was home at the time he probably would have called someone to be like what's going on in there um and it just it opened up the floodgates it opened up everything to dive in to realize oh my gosh and so I spent the last year in the fire truly every everything that got tangled every generational curse every you know, lie that was spoken over me, every negative, you know, every agreement that ca I came into every truth, every soul tie that I made every drug issue that I had every alcohol issue that I had every rejection issue that I had every I mean, spirit of Jezebel, like control manipulation, lying, cheating, everything. I mean, all of that was wound up so tight, which is why there was so much of that anger and so much of that frustration. Um, in there and not just we started to peel back layer by layer it was like literally like you know when you look at just like I'm just envisioning like the rope like those ropes that like the twine yeah right yeah. but it's got all the mini pieces all inside of it right that you've just got to keep yeah. pulling right yeah. and stripping all of those down and off 
And that's what it's like. And that's what it's been like. And, and each time within that, there's just this new freedom that gets that you get to experience within that. And I think, so there's, there's, yes, there's the one defining moment, but at the same time, it's like almost every day God is doing something. So there's constantly a new defining moment because he's always growing and teaching new things. And I'm learning because, you know, for that, it's like, you've got 30 years of built up tangledness that we're working on. So yeah, we could work on the big stuff, but now it's like, now we're working on just other pieces, how to raise me up as a better leader, how to have better communication, right? Now I'm held to a different standard. I'm no longer in like the really thick of it there. So it's, it's like, like the you've smaller, got to start... finer pieces that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and kind exactly. of to piggyback off that, like we're never ever like a lot of people think like, Oh, I just need to go to a counselor and just get healed. Like, boom, get healed. Nope. It's such a journey because there's so much yep. that was inputted in you as a child from generations and generations that you really don't even know about. And you, you naturally didn't mean to carry, but it's like, we were born into this world, a sinner. So it's like, exactly. and, and that's the beautiful thing about God is how he comes in and untwines and unwraps like all the little nitty gritty pieces. But like, I want you girls to realize like healing is not overnight. It's not a, it's not a pill. You no. take. It's not a 24 hour process. It's literally takes so long. I mean, like I look back and there's, there's been a lot of ropes that have been unwrapped in my life, but guess what? I'm only 28 and I still got a lot to go. So it's like yep. process. And one leader told me one day that I think would relate to this. And she was like, Holly, like following Jesus and being in a relationship with him is like a journey. You're never going to just arrive. You're always, it's yep. always a journey. And so I think that is the same to like being untangled by all these things that, you know, we've mm-hmm. been wrapped up in. It's, it's a journey. You're not going to just boom the next, not, you know, 24 hours, your ropes could be clear and you're like good the rest of your life. It just doesn't work like that. Because the truth is the older you get, when you get married, have kids in relationships, you're going to get tangled again by things if you don't mm-hmm. know how to recognize them at first, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where, and you have to give yourself grace yeah, through it. Sure. That to me is such an important piece of it. It's it's like what you said, it's understanding that it's a journey. It's not an overnight fix. I mean, if you've been driving the same road to work for the last even five years, two years, 10 years, right? You know your routine, you know it. Well, what if they all of a sudden shut that down? Your habitual instincts are to continue to go down that exact same road, continue to go that same way you've done it. It's it's a part of who you are, right? It's ingrained in your brain. It's the same way for the way that we act, react, the way that we function, the way that we agree to things. It's the way that we do things. And so not only are you healing from that, from the traumas, from the things that have gone on. I mean, for me, again, like I said, losing my virginity at such a young age, um, there was a point where I last year through this journey, um, I actually was raped. And so I had to really face that last year because I had hit it for 14 years right. and didn't want to talk about it, took on the blame, took on all of that. So last year was an unraveling of that side of things. But my brain functioned for so long, taking the blame, taking the hits of all of this, taking the rejection from my dad. I mean, it's constant. Even now when I still go to altar calls, it's like, hey, we got to forgive your dad. Like the Holy spirit, like we're, they're working through, they know, I know that it's comes down to that. Like, mm-hmm. and at the beginning I used to be like, again, we're doing this again. And now I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm cool. Let's keep going, keep going, dig deeper, dig deeper. But I've had to give myself grace with it. Right. Because we are that, we are that generation of instant gratification. We want it now. We're in that microwave. 
but it doesn't happen right away. Like, yes, God will heal you. Yes, you're saved right away, but there is still a process to it. And if you don't handle it, if you don't press in on it, it's going to come back and haunt you again, which is why it's what got us so tangled, never dealing with it. Right. right? So what I learned is that facing it though, being able to face it with God as terrifying, as terrifying as it is, because I had one of my mentors, I was, I was at a crucial moment sitting in our car. It was my car. I, we had all, all of us girls went to a movie and I got wrecked. Um, I got wrecked and I got back, I got brought back to a point of basically where I was questioning God 100% because this movie resonated exactly with something that happened in our family. And in the movie, it was all great. The kid lived, but the same, almost, almost to a T same scenario happened in my family, but my stepdad died. Mm -hmm. And so I, I literally go, God, was I not good enough? Did I not pray hard enough? Did I not pray strong enough? What is wrong? Why do you choose people? He was healthy. There was this, there was this, there was this. And so it all came flooding back watching that happen. And then I was like, is God good? Why would he do that? Right. So And my girlfriend sat in the car with me and she goes, I love you. You have an option. And she goes, I will love you either way, but you either need to get the F in or you need to get the F out. Yeah. You can't be lukewarm with God. You don't have a choice. And I was like, what? And I was like, but I'm afraid. She goes, of what? I go, of getting hurt. And she looks at me. She goes, do you think you're not going to get hurt without him? Like, are you serious? She goes, wouldn't it be so much better to have him with you, even through all of this? And I was like, oh, (laughs) I guess it's like worth trying yeah. right like to truly give like not just give your life and say I'm a Christian I've you know I've gone through the salvation prayer but to truly say okay God dig into my heart then go for it then we are gonna get wrecked and that's exactly what happened I mean I spent and the craziest part is is that even while getting wrecked I mean on my knees being pulled out being delivered of so many demonic things I experienced some of the most amazing joy, a joy that I have never experienced in my life. True, true happiness without alcohol, without drugs, without judgment, but with true learning what girlfriends really are, learning what leaders really are, learning what to build a great relationship with my mom, like a true relationship with my mom was like, I mean, it was the most amazing experience to have that because in that time, and that's where I was like, that's how you know God is so good even in the depths, even in the fire, there is still joy and peace that he can bring and growth and fruit and, and happiness and excitement. And it's just like, wow. To, I love that. Yeah. I, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, like this, this whole Tangled series is like perfect scenario because just of all the junk that we have and we carry and, you know, with, like we were born and created by God to be free and his will and stuff, but it takes, it takes trust and faith obviously to get to that point. Yeah. So I think for like looking back, like obviously to any girl who's listening to this podcast, whether you're in the car at home, headphones and at work, you know, you're running errands wherever you are, like everybody has a different rope. You know, some people's are going to be a lot bigger, like, I know that I've walked through some things that probably not a lot of girls have. So maybe my ribs a, a little bit thicker, but it's okay. Like everybody has a rope, but <clears throat> Nicole, if you were to like, honestly, like obviously you had, you know, thickenings in your rope and you got tangled and then you recognize things and then you started to unwind. If you could mm-hmm. stand on stage right now in front of a million girls and give 
three, Mm -hmm. you know, three tips of like, wherever a girl is right now, if she feels tangled up in a relationship series or whatever, whatever the topic is, um, if you had three tips to leave these girls, what would they be if they started right now, you know, starting to like unwind and notice the stuff in their Mm. life and start to untangle? What are three tips they could start right now and do? Yeah, I love this. Um, Something when I was actually going through a hard time, um, one of my dear friends told me to do this and it really made a difference, but go to your Bible. Um, I loved, I started in the book of Matthew for this specific exercise, but as you're reading through, write down all of the things of, of what God says about you. Good. Yeah. Right. So knowing, knowing who God says you are, knowing who God created you to be, which allows you to know who you are in Christ. When you know who you are in Christ, nothing can rock mm-hmm. you. Do things try to come, right? Do we get a little shaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but you've got a different understanding of going, okay, well, just because this girl said this to me, just because this boy doesn't like me, just because I'm fighting with a parent, just because my boss is not the easiest to deal with, or they think they misheard me or they misunderstood me, Right you know who God created you to be. You know the purity that's in your heart, but you have to know what God said first about right. you. So you've got you've to put your time into that and do that research because God wants to bless you. God wants to love you, but he also wants to know that you are obedient, that you are servant to him, that you're the one thing in our life should be to And to bounce him. off that too. And that's by knowing no, his no, word. About, that's great. If, to bounce off that too, because if we really knew... This is the trick. This is what I've learned the hard way. If we really honestly knew what he said about us, we wouldn't believe the things that make us tangled. So Correct. I think that is exactly. that is like the number <laughs> yep. one. Like if you really study and believe, not just read the things, but actually believe what he says, you would be less yep. tangled. So just had to say yep. that because I and learned you, it the hard way and I tell girls I love all it. the time. Same. Okay, point two, what would you say? Same. Um journal yes, that's a good one. journal 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 and I know so many people say it I know this is nothing new um but sometimes you just got to hear it again and and I say it I've got so many journals um but journal journal every emotion like I every single day in my journal it literally says like hey god dear god good morning god what's up god hey dad okay god I'm not really sure today what to say to you but the biggest thing within that though is journal every emotion but be honest about it if you are mad at god be yeah. honest about it if you're excited be honest about it if you have a request be honest yeah. about it if you're going to be honest with someone it's going to be with yourself and with him first and foremost no matter what because he knows your heart but he wants you to know your heart and if you're going to lie to him then you're never going to be able to figure yeah. it out and you're going to lie to yourself and everyone no, else around good. you so you better get it right with him when you're doing that. And what I have found is the easiest way to do that is through the journal. Cause sometimes it is hard to say those things out loud, to say, God, I'm mad at you to say, man, I feel like I really screwed up. I really embarrassed myself. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done this. Right. Like we can get down on ourselves. And when that condemnation comes, that's from the devil. So I love to just write it down and allow God to minister me while that's mm-hmm. happening. There's such a release that can happen because people think they have to write down dear yeah, diary. Yeah. And Joey did this. No, girl, I'm like, write you can down. Write, guess what? It's yours. It is yours. Whatever like, you want. I do that all the time. I'll. Oh my gosh. There's. I, if I went back in some of my journals, I'm like, Ooh, Holly, you were going through it that day, 
or like some yep. days it's like yep. oh my god I got this really cool job and like blessing and stuff yeah write every detail down because it's yeah write the, the good bad. write the and then bad back, you circle the prayer request like what he did through the process and it's the coolest experience yep. ever it is I love seeing the girls because and that was gonna be I was like because you'll go back and sometimes it's so funny you will look at things and you'll go really girl you were that emotion like really girl you acted that way because you laugh at it now you're like that's like a speck of dust in the corner when you're in a mansion like I literally just got called out on that because I was like so in this they're like you are literally complaining about the speck of dust that's in a 25,000 square foot mansion that God has placed in front of you and I'm like oh oh oh." okay so even now right like I'm not perfect I deal with my own ish like there is it's con there's constant learning and there's constant growth no matter what I love it no matter what um and tip number three oh man and it's so funny because I had it and now I lost it um it was right there but honestly like for me it's I tell people you gotta press in like you have to press in and it it is not easy but it's it's pressing in with humility right and I got I mean I got knocked off my high horse I got knocked off of my ceiling, I got knocked off of anything and everything that I thought I was or should be or had a title mm-hmm. attached to, you know, I got crushed, but it was, well, to other people, it was beautiful for my leaders. Cause they're like, we see what's coming. We know, we know, right. We've been through this. We right. understand. And we see your potential. We see what you're going to be. Um, but by pressing in, allowing humility, and do all of this with humility. Let go of the ego. Let go of the attitude. Let go of the righteousness. It's not fun. It really isn't. I'm not going to lie. Um, there's moments that are going to hurt. There's moments that you will be embarrassed, mm-hmm. right? There's ways that like we should act and that we should not. But you learn so much within it. And the humility that comes and then the growth that comes from it and the, the love from God that comes through it. And it, it's just so beautiful on the other side. It really is. And it'll it'll continue to take you to the next level where God can promote you. And sometimes even when we're in it, like we don't always see, but you can look back and that's how you also, that's where like awareness comes in. Because you go, well, I've humbled myself so much that I now see the growth of how I act right. and react. Yeah. Where I know even things that I just went through this past weekend six months ago, I could not have done a year ago, five years ago, forget (laughs) about it. Yeah. Right. Like ain't no way in any aspect. So it's really cool to see, but because if you do it from a place of humility, because you're doing it truly for God saying, I am your living sacrifice. I am here as your vessel. I am here for you. God die to my flesh. Like I want my flesh to die and I want to live for you. It's, I mean, and I still have to say that, right? It's not like a one and done fix, but just constantly that pressing in no matter what, doing it with humility and allowing your mentors, your leaders, your friends to speak life and to pour into you and help you and let them help you, right? As much as it stings and burns, let them help you. For sure. I love it. I love all three of those go together so perfectly. So, (laughs) um, but yes, thank you so much for sharing your heart just with the whole tangledness. I definitely picked the right person to launch this topic because I'm like, oh, that'd be good. Yes. No, but the truth is we we all go, everybody's tangled. There is no one out there that has 
um, a perfect rope. There's not because we're human and we go through things and we input things and we output things. And so I think the biggest takeaway from this is like everybody has a different story and everybody has a different size knot and a different size rope. The truth is God's grace comes in and helps us unwind and untangle ourselves. And that's like the, the most beautiful thing about him. And so to all you girls listening here, just know that everybody's story is different. Everybody walks through different things. Some people have a heavier load than most, but at the very end of it, everybody's getting untangled. So like, that's the coolest thing. So just, um, wherever you are listening to this, just know that there's hope and there's grace for you and that God's going to untangle you, but you have to be willing to recognize things and to do, you know, the actions and trust that he's going to guide you through it because you can't do it without them. You can't do it alone. And that's the most important, 100%. thing about friendships yeah. and leaderships and just surrounding yourself with people because they're going to walk you through it, you know? Well, thank yeah. you so much for Absolutely. sharing your heart, Nick. I love it. I just love your heart. And I'm super excited to have you on our future podcast. You absolutely did amazing. And just what a perfect story because honestly, so many girls are going to be able to relate to this because there's things you've walked through that I haven't. And that's why we do our podcast. Yeah. I'm no, I honestly thank you so much, Holly. I'm so honored to be here. And, you know, my biggest mission is, you know, to impact lives of significance and purpose, but ultimately to let any woman and even man know that you are, you're not alone with this. We spent so many years being shamed and guilt and and condemned into thinking that we couldn't talk about this. And so I just want to honor you for opening up the doors to talk about this for the women that are listening, but for the other women that also get to share their testimony and what they've walked through and how good God is. So thank you so much just for this and, and giving us a resource and a space. It's just such a beautiful thing. So I'm honored to, I'm honored to be a part of it and I'm excited for the future. So excited. Thank you such that. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Well, make sure girls that you tag on um, Nick's Instagram. We're going to make sure that she is all over our Instagram stories. So make sure you follow her. She's got some similar things of kind of what I do on her Instagram. So follow her and her um, other account. Make sure you share this podcast with all your girlfriends who are going through things because the truth is we are all tangled. Um, But thank you so much for being on the podcast, girls. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for next week.